I have a guest with me today. She uncovered a plot by a group of rivals to take down medical medium and our community. To be safe, she chose to record the calls legally, and they were caught red-handed. We're talking about the plot, a group of people that were caught red-handed with a plan to use their connections to a mainstream media outlet that will publish a negative article that will then become a bad negative documentary so that there is no coming back from there for the medical medium. The article, without all the facts, cherry-picked information, out of context, and out of whack. Get ready, we are diving deeper into the plotter's recordings for all to see. Brace yourself and be your own detective. Fasten your seatbelts for a disturbing plot and a peek into the minds of the plotters. Holy shit, we need to get this guy off the internet. First chop at the tree. Parting of the Red Seas. Uh, take him down. Take the scale. Multiple steps. Take Anthony down. Step one in this process. There's no coming back from that. This is episode three of the plot to take down medical medium. It's my honor to introduce to you Amber Vizicaro. She's been digging deeper into this treasure trove of recordings, this blessing of recordings. Welcome to the show, Amber. I'm afraid to ask you, but what do you have for us today? Thank you, Anthony. I know it's still difficult to hear all of these recordings, but in previous episodes, we talked about how I obtained legal recordings of my phone conversations with a group of individuals who refer to themselves as elite, who tried to indoctrinate me into joining them in their multi-step plan of taking down the medical medium and the medical medium community by feeding a crafted story to a journalist at a media company that they sought out to specifically accomplish this goal, that they hoped would lead to a series of negative articles and ultimately a negative documentary about medical medium. This whole plan is designed to take medical medium down, to create a post-medical medium era, in their own words, using a manipulated story of a deceased person as the guise that hides their true motives. And that's what we're, we're uncovering all while trying to remain anonymous to evade responsibility. In the last episode, some of the plotters revealed themselves and displayed their lack of credibility as sources. Today, we're going to be sharing more about the plotters' premeditated plan, and we're letting them show us more of who they truly are. I mean, when you think about this from a journalist's perspective, this piece is unfucking believable. I mean, this is this is a journalist dream. I mean, you you, you want to, I mean, it, it, the celebrities, the number of books sold, like this is it's gonna happen. Holy shit! There's gonna be a documentary about it all. That's our vision. I mean, it's not gonna be first. You have to publish the article, and then once the article is published, then people start bidding on the piece. Britain was on the phone and I was like, I was like, look guys, like Britain, 
I was like, you have the connections. Like, you were the cinematographer of Vegan. Like, can't, why don't you just go, like, just talk to people? Yeah. And then, and then like, that's when, and that's when Ash went. Because, like, theoretically, without me pushing this along, why the fuck didn't Ash go to months prior? Right? Like, what took, why did she do that? Like, I, I feel like I instigated it. Yeah, we're hopeful that once the article's out, um, one of the directors or producers that Britain works with will, uh, you know, become interested in telling the story really well. I mean, I connected with a lot of people too. Like, he really appreciated Ash and I, and then just gave him a lot of direction for this piece. We gave him a lot of clarity. Sort of Taylor, like he was having he was having a hard time wrapping his head around a lot of it. He had to like really hammer it in his head, like what's going on. And, and like explain the details and point him towards this, point him towards that. But I, I was upset. I said, like, he, it, you are scared. You're scared. Like, what's going on? What's the delay? Like, you, I, you have everything. It's on the fucking phone. Like, you have all this stuff. Like, well, what more do you need? Mm-hmm. And then I, I basically threatened. I still can't get used to those. Want to hear those? Um, first word comes to my mind: awful. <laughs> Second word, despicable, but uh, Amber, what else do you have for us? It is really awful. And in this next clip, we will hear a plotter describe what actually turned him against medical medium and his inspiration for how he tried to shape a story. Um, I forget the exact date. I could go look it up on the release date. But um, March 2022, there is a documentary that comes out on netflix is called vegan yeah have you heard yeah yeah okay so i and for some reason i felt like some spiritual connection that i had to watch this and i i i can't think of anything that i've ever like watched the day it came out and watched all the way through as far as content goes i just can't think of anything and uh, i knew about it because britain was the cinematographer um, That's Ash's husband. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Britain's very, very talented cinematographer. He's done a lot of really, really cool stuff. He actually won an Oscar. Um, so, um, and I sit down and I watch this sitting on my beanbag. <laughs> I don't know exactly where I was sitting. I just watched the whole thing all the way through three episodes. And I'm, I'm immediately within the first, I don't know, maybe like a couple minutes, I had a an epiphany an insight, I don't know what you want to call it. And what happened is in the very beginning of that movie, the woman who got screwed over by this guy, uh, she's the woman who owned the restaurant. She got like tricked. This yep. guy like tricked her. Yep. Um, have you seen it? I have. Yep. I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay, the opening scene, the opening scene, she is on the phone, says, he says something, he doesn't know he's being recorded. He says something. And it doesn't make him look good. She hangs up her phone and she's like, there is nobody on this planet I would ever, like, so, nobody I'd ever do this to except for that motherfucker. Like, something like that. And in that moment, I said, my God, that's going to happen to Anthony. And I want to get on the right side of history. I just, and I just, that was it. And then I, I think I called, I called, no, I called you. I called Ash the next day. So I want to, we're going to break this down. And I want to point out here that in this clip, it's made clear that the the number one plotter's husband was the cinematographer for this negative documentary, 
that is what turned and inspired this other plotter. Britain was the cinematographer. That's um, Ash's husband. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Britain's very, very talented cinematographer. He's done a lot of really, really cool stuff. He actually won an Oscar. So just correct, correct me if I'm wrong here. So the cinematographer is the husband. That's the husband. It's married to the number one plotter in this caper um, to take medical medium down in the community. And he's a cinematographer for the documentary that the number two plotter who's talking saw. And when he saw that, he wanted to then do some the negative documentary about the medical medium and so forth. But, and they're all friends and they're all like close. And the number two plotter is the instigator at the same time. And these are the sources for the article that's yes. there to trigger off the documentary. So that's correct. Yes, that's correct. Okay. And I sit down and I watch this sitting on my beanbag. <laughs> I don't know exactly where I was sitting. I just watched the whole thing all the way through three episodes. And I'm, I'm immediately within the first, I don't know, maybe like a couple minutes, I had a, an epiphany, an insight, I don't know what you want to call it. And what happened is in the very beginning of that movie, the woman who got screwed over by this guy uh, she's the woman who owned the restaurant. She got like tricked. This yep. guy like tricked her. Yep. Um, have you seen it? I have. Yep. I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay, the opening scene, the opening scene, she is on the phone, says, he says something. He doesn't know he's being recorded. He says something and it doesn't make him look good. She hangs up the phone and she's like, there is nobody on this planet. I would ever like, so, nobody I'd ever do this to except for that motherfucker. Like something like that. And in that moment, I said, my God, that's going to happen to Anthony. And I want to get on the right side of history. So what's happening is that this plotter saw the first couple minutes of a negative documentary about a guy who happens to be named Anthony. And the plotter thinks to himself, that could be Anthony William, medical medium. And essentially, I'm going to make that happen so that that is Anthony William. And that is the point when he started calling people and getting information. He started soliciting people from within the medical medium community, started trying to pull pieces together to make a story happen that is not natural, to paint it and shape it and model it after this negative documentary. And for some background for anybody who's unfamiliar with this particular documentary, the man in it, in the documentary that this plotter watched, was responsible for the theft of nearly $2 million from a restaurant and its staff. He and a woman were wanted by the police for fraud and violation of labor laws. They were found by law enforcement in 2016 in a Tennessee motel. And what ended up getting them caught was the fact that they accidentally used their real names to purchase a Domino's pizza. They were charged with second degree grand larceny second-degree criminal tax fraud, first-degree scheme to defraud, violation of labor and other crimes, and they ended up facing up to 15 years in prison. Clearly, 
the two Anthonys are not comparable. The people from this documentary were criminally charged. And then after all of this transpired, an article was written and a documentary came later. It was a natural progression of people actually doing something wrong and then that being reported on. To even think that you could compare the two is just unbelievably absurd. But he decided, this plotter, that he was going to make that happen to Anthony William, regardless of the lack of true correlation. It was funny when Robbie had, like, the realization after watching that job. We're like, welcome, Robbie. Like, where have you been? <laughs> you know? Right. But, yeah, it's so weird how, for him, it just, like... It's like the click of a finger, you know. Did you watch that documentary? I did. Yeah, it was really well done. Yeah, um, but I I heard that like feels really misrepresented. Like she doesn't feel like that was how she wanted her story to be told. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's so funny how he watched that and then like it just all clicked into place. So even the co-plotters sound to me like they think it's strange that ultimately what turned one of our main plotters against medical medium wasn't any information about him, wasn't any information about Anthony William, it wasn't anything about medical medium or about the plotter's deceased friend. Instead, it was a documentary about an ex-con and fugitive who committed actual crimes who also happened to be named Anthony. In this next recording, a plotter shares more about their full plan. Just as for fun here, uh, I'm going to send you a link. Just if you want to, just for fun, you want to like see his kind of writing. Mm-hmm. Um, this one is the one. I haven't even read this whole thing myself. But I think this was the piece that got Ash intrigued and thinking that he'd be a good person for this article. Okay. So let me send it to you. Uh, and to be honest, um, again, 100% transparent. Ash and I, in being the two people that taught, like, no idea what the fuck they're doing, right? Mm-hmm. The whole podcast thing was just dumb, so dumb. Um, we had to kind of like educate them and convince them, hey, this is a better route to go. <laughs> and then this text over with us four is kind of funny back in the day. But anyways, um, the intention that Ash and I had is that it's going uh, a Netflix series like Bad Vegan will be made about Anthony Bone. And it will be a fucking hit because what he pulled off is unbelievable. I mean, and the celebrity angle, like this thing, this Netflix version is going to go bonkers. It's going to take many, many years to get there. I mean, I mean, to find, to produce something like that takes years, but it'll still be just like the vegan thing. Like, how many years ago did that whole thing actually happen? Versus like when the the movie came out or the doc, or the Netflix thing came out. Like, this is it's going to happen. Holy shit. There's going to be a documentary about it all? That's our vision. I mean, it's not going to be first you have to publish the article. And then once the article is published, then people start bidding on the piece. So just so you know, again, um, I guess it doesn't matter. You can share it with us back. Um, this article I just sent you yeah. is being made into a documentary. Okay. So 
and this whole and the whole people they have a history of producing something that is you know well done you know done well enough to um be turned into um a documentary of some sort wow that'll be good because then that will i mean one article is one article or a series of articles is a series of articles and people forget about that kind of stuff more easily but if if it's on netflix holy shit yeah yeah holy shit it's gonna look real bad amber it's gonna look real bad yeah i mean lies are lies you know i mean when you you know karma's karma yeah yeah and i'm just i'm glad to not be in the dark about it you know um yeah and everything makes sense and you're right karma is karma and something that always sticks in my head is that sometimes the most compassionate thing to do involves doing things that are hard and not being passive this is serious i mean really serious stuff these recordings what you're bringing here i don't have a lot of words in the moment because seriously speechless but it's unbelievable unthinkable but what they're saying what they're doing what they're plotting between a number one plotter the number two plotter the group this elite group we've discovered three recordings all of it their plan how they're doing it it's just all it's just wrong and it's serious stuff and just, just as for fun here, uh, I'm going to send you a link. Just if you want to, just for fun, you want to like see his kind of writing. Mm-hmm. Um, this one is the one. I haven't even read this whole thing myself. But I think this was the piece that got Ash intrigued and thinking that he'd be a good person for this article. So here this plotter is explaining and demonstrating the fact that they have used models for this that they have a preconceived vision and that they are using the same media outlet that wrote the original negative articles that turned into negative documentaries. One of the articles was even written by the same journalist that they are using to try to shape the story about medical medium. And to be honest, um, again, 100% transparent, Ash and I, in being the two people that taught like had no idea what the fuck they were, right? Mm-hmm. The whole podcast thing was just dumb, so dumb. Um, we had to kind of like educate them and convince them, hey, this is a better route to go. <laughs> and there was text there with us four. It's kind of funny back in the day. So in this recording, the plotter is speaking negatively about his co-conspirators. One of them happens to be the brother of their deceased friend. I think it's also very important to highlight that in this recording, there is actual evidence against these four main plotters in their phone records that will show details of their premeditated plan. And there was text with us four. It's kind of funny back in the day. Can we hear that clip again? And there was text with us four. It's kind of funny back in the day. It's very interesting. Because, so that's a text thread, Amber, right? Between four plotters together. 
I would love to see that text thread. That's very interesting. And it's what what yeah. it's doing is it's proving that this evidence actually exists too. But anyways, um, the intention that Ash and I have is that it's going uh, a Netflix series like Vegan will be made about Anthony Bell. And it will be a fucking hit because what he pulled off is unbelievable. I mean, and the celebrity angle, like this thing, this Netflix version is going to go bonkers. It's going to take many, many years to get there. I mean, I mean, to find, to produce something like that takes years, but it'll still be just like the vegan thing. Like how many years ago did that whole thing actually happen versus like when the, the movie came out or the doc, or the Netflix thing came out? Like this is, it's going to happen. Holy shit. There's going to be a documentary about it all? In this recording, you can hear this plotter, first of all, having a lot of excitement in his voice. That's something I haven't pointed out yet. There's, in all of this to me, there's an element of sadness for potentially the deceased person that seems to be missing. And in this recording, you can also hear where he says to himself under his breath, I guess it doesn't matter. You can share this with her now. As he's talking to himself, to me, that sounds like he had been hiding this plan because there was something in him that knew that it was wrong. So it, so what you're saying is it sounds like maybe he was trained to withhold information, um, either from fellow plotters or maybe the journalist, possibly, where he's he knows what to say, knows what not what to say, and he's being cautious and he's telling himself, oh, wait, I can say this right now to you, or I can't say this or that. So that's what it looks like on, on this level when I hear the recording. That's our vision. I mean, it's not going to be first get to publish the article, and then once the article is published, then people start bidding on the piece. So just so you know, again, um, I guess it doesn't matter. You can share with us back. Um, the article I just sent you yeah. is being made into a documentary. Shit. And he's going to look real bad, Amber. It's going to look real bad. Yeah. I mean, lies are lies. You know, I mean, when you, they, they, you know, karma's karma. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm glad to not be in the dark about it, you know. Um, yeah. And everything makes sense. And you're right. Karma is karma. And something that always sticks in my head is that sometimes the most compassionate thing to do involves doing things that are hard and not being passive. Lies are lies. And karma is karma. His words. So, so what he's saying basically... I have all these lies or something, so I have a whole bunch of karma coming to me. I, I think that's what I'm getting out of that recording. It's just so interesting. It really is. What else What, what else you have? Like, here's the other point. This is the honest to God truth. Like, I've been waiting so long for this because of you and me. Like, it got to I'm just so fucking sick of this. Like, I never in my wildest dreams thought it was going to take this long. Yeah. Never. I could not fucking believe it. At some point, I kind of then respected him. Like, okay, well, he's doing a really thorough job. But I stayed on top of him. 
Like, I was, I was not happy with the pace at which this happened. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. When was it supposed to come out? I mean, I don't know. We brought this to him in maybe like March or April of last year. Wow. So I found out maybe a couple months. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Real. Okay. So now we have another layer of the story for me to unpack. Let me make it clear that there was nothing romantic going on between this plotter and myself. We were always just friends. And then he suddenly dropped this bomb telling me that he was interested in me romantically at the same time as he dropped the bomb of finally telling me about this plot that he had been hiding from me for over a year. And in this recording, he is explaining how he's so frustrated that it took so long to accomplish their first step in their plan to take down the medical medium because he thought it would only take a few months. So, I mean, I can't get over hearing this and hearing him say all of this about bringing it to the media and so much more information. It's like each recording is kind of, it's really hard to digest, hard to assist, hard to take in. So, um, excuse me if I'm not my normal happy self at all, but, uh, um, keep, keep them, keep the recordings coming. Uh, it's just, it's important to uh, hear. So if you can play that again. Like, here's the other point. This is honest to God true. Like I've been waiting so long for this because of you and me. Like it got to, I'm just so fucking sick of this. Like, why? I never in my wildest dreams thought it was going to take this long. Yeah. Never. I could not fucking believe it. At some point, I kind of then respected him. Like, okay, well, he's doing a really thorough job. But I stayed on top of him. And I was I was not happy with the pace at which this happened. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. When was it supposed to come out? I mean, I don't know. We brought this to him in maybe like March or April of last year. Wow. So I found out maybe a couple months. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Real. Okay. So I can't get over this. What I'm hearing him say is we brought this to the media. So the number two plotter is talking in the recording, and he's saying that we brought this to the media, meaning he's saying the number one plotter and their connection. And that's interesting to me because I recently heard that the number one plotter denied bringing it to the media with her connections. But all the recordings show the opposite. They show that it was the husband's connections to the media company, his documentary connections being involved in some way, shape or form, the number one plotter taking it to that media company, and then the number two plotter being the instigator, the number one like instigator part, making sure that the number one plotter took it to the media company and the connection. So I'm seeing all that in the, the recordings. Now, this is a far cry different situation from the media company itself or a journalist waking up one morning and saying, oh, who's this guy on the internet? Oh, I see him. He's the medical medium. Let me look into him and see if I can do a story. This was all a plot 
and a massive caper is what this was with connections. And so there's no denying this. This is factual evidence in the recordings. Um, what more delights do you have for us in this episode to digest with? <laughs> All of that is very accurate. And there's plenty more, unfortunately, to unpack. When you, when you make content about his thing, I'm like, oh, it's like a, a little, it's like, the, like a little bit of that respect and affinity. It's like, oh, come on, Amber. Like, you just, I want to see your level of discernment be improved. If you're going to keep on making content and videos and being medical, me, Anthony Williams says this, Anthony says this. I'm just like, it's a, like a literally a loss of respect over like, like if, if once you have the information and you choose not to see it the way I see it, it would literally be like, uh, just like the whole falling out of the tree thing. Throughout my whole friendship with this plotter, he was saying to me that he had respect for me, for what I do for work and for the medical medium information that I apply in practice, even if he didn't always agree with the source. But what the recordings reveal me is that all this time, in reality, he was fronting, he was hiding this crazy plot from me and his true feelings. He actually had disdain for you, Anthony, and he had been really judging me. He said that he was losing respect for me for having the integrity to cite the source of the information that I apply correctly. He was saying, I want to see your level of discernment improve, Amber. And he said, if you don't see it my way, then basically it's game over. It's, it's, I've, it's very offensive the way that he was talking to me. It's never easy if conditions like that, or there's a lot of conditions in any kind of friendship. Um, and if these conditions are placed everywhere like that. And I'm so sorry that you've gone through any of this. And it makes it one-sided. So it's just all one-sided instead of like an equal understanding when it's these, you know, a great amount of conditions involved. Yeah, it does make it one-sided and it just highlights how much there are other intentions and other motives going on here because that just, it shows how, how, much he he feels very strongly about medical medium information being problematic or medical medium being problematic in general well it's an interesting connection amber i mean i i've been thinking about this for a long time like you definitely have an opportunity to be a leader in what i would call the post-medical medium era which is that somewhere he got a lot of good information we don't know it's where he got some of it is a fucking mystery mm -hmm. but but you know in your heart that there are certain things that he's teaching that, you know, is not teaching, you know, the is not teaching and is not teaching that are quite powerful and quite effective. Um, and you have the opportunity to be like, hey, you know what? Like, I practice alternative medicine or alternative, I'm an alternative practitioner. And I now um, make sure that my recommendations are backed up by, you know, valid sources and I get extraordinary results and how people reverse conditions that most people don't think are reversible. Yeah. And so being, and like, having him put you on a platform and be like, 
a leader of this era would that could be good for you. This plotter wanted me to be a leader in the post-medical medium era. He's contradicting what he and other plotters have said before in this recording by admitting that there are things that Anthony is teaching that all of these other teachers out there aren't. He's saying at the same time that medical medium is not a valid source, but that he's still using it without citing it. He can't figure out where it comes from. It's a mystery. So he wants to essentially assassinate the name and likeness of the originator of the information so that they can take it and use it all anyway. I think that when you, when you look at post-medical medium era, I think it's extremely uncompassionate because what is it? It's um, a large community around the world of people that are struggling and they're struggling with different situations, chronic illness. So post-medical medium era means it's obviously going to whatever this bomb that they want to drop, whatever plan, caper, and plot that they have, it's going to affect the chronically ill involved in the community. So I get it if they have their sights on me to take medical medium down, their words, then what about the community too? And so post-medical medium era is, it's really an extremely uncompassionate phrase or tactic or strategy. So it's really interesting too. We all still do it. Like I got no problem drinking the celery juice. I got, everything I said to you in the audio messages about like the type of mother that you're going to be and being able to take care of, like has nothing to do with, oh my God, like she has Anthony's information. No, fuck that. Like, you have a lot of information underneath your belt. You have conviction. You have like a certain mindset, like like all that stuff. Like, and said this to me a lot over time when I would say a lot of the things that I really appreciate about you. She'd be like, you know what? You know what we have to thank for that. You know what we have to thank for that. <laughs> I'm like, fucking Anthony, right? Like, like he's recycled a lot of good information. There's still a lot of good stuff in a lot of us, and we can still appreciate that. We can still carry that forward. And, and, and life's going to be just fine. So I need to point out a huge contradiction here. In the last clip, he's saying that there are things that Anthony is teaching that no one else is. And yet in this recording, he's saying that medical medium information is recycled. He's also saying that Anthony, that he has Anthony to thank for a lot of the qualities that are health related that he appreciates about me. He's clearly annoyed by that, though. He's saying, admittedly, that Anthony has instilled a lot of great things in all of us. And yet, it's like, we're going to take him all down. We're going to replace him. He's saying that we can still carry the information forward. We can all still use it. We're just teaching everyone how to never say his name again. It's, it's pretty unreal, and I don't know what can get more crooked than that. And to me, this whole thing feels like a form of new age eradication. And it's taking down the attempt to take down a whole movement and the medical medium legacy. It's like a roasting, but you're not like at a banquet or something like that. And you're being roasted and then you go home and you have a laugh or you feel bad for five seconds, it's a, 
these recordings are unveiling a tremendous amount of um, motive and strategy and so much more. Um, I, I really appreciate you bringing these recordings. What else do you have? Yeah, of course. So in the next recording, we are capturing one of the plotters connecting the journalist with his own literary agent. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. Okay. So I connected him with a lot of people. I also connected him with uh, my book agent because he just, he didn't really understand book publishing. Can I hear that one again, Amber? Oh, I remember what I was going to say. Okay. So I connected him with a lot of people. I also connected him with uh, my book agent because he just, he didn't really understand book publishing. So this number two plotter is, and he's an author. And he's connecting the journalist of the media company that they sought out because he is involved in documentaries, writing stories, and so forth and all of that. He's involving that journalist with his literary agent. I think this is despicable for a lot of reasons. It, it speaks for itself, um, but... I think it just, just when you think the line is crossed and crossed, this takes it to a whole nother level as well. I think that another thing interesting is that from what I heard in one of the past recordings was that you asked if he knew of anybody else like involved and he said, no. Meanwhile, he's, seems to have brought a lot of people to this journalist or this journalist to a lot of people. I find that interesting as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, and here, I mean, the book agent has a vested interest in his own client doing well, right? So if medical medium has negative publicity in this article, that means that there's less competition. His client potentially sells more books and to me, nobody's going to talk to a journalist without knowing what they're getting into. So it's highly unlikely that the book agent wasn't aware of generally what the article was going to be about or the negative style of journalism that this media company is known for. So again, to me, that's a huge conflict of interest. It seems biased. I don't think that it should have ever been allowed. It's another one of many examples of these plotters controlling the story. Throughout these recordings, this number two plotter explained to me that he had sought out the journalist, he sought out the media company, he sought out the people who would contribute to the story, he solicited medical medium community members on Instagram, trying to recruit them into contributing, he tried to get me to contribute to the article, he got his personal book agent to contribute information. He had to hammer the story into the head of the journalist. He described pointing him here and pointing him there. He threatened him. He stayed on top of him. He pressured him to try to get it done faster. It just seems like it's. I'm going to shape the story exactly the way that I see it using every single thing that I have. There are just, there are so many problems here. And these plotters seem to be trying so hard to find negative things to say about you, Anthony, at the same time as they are clearly displaying 
throughout all of these recordings their own serious lack of character and decency, even as they're referring to each other within their own group. Ash and I, in being the two people that taught like naughty with the fuck they right? Mm -hmm. The whole podcast thing was just dumb, so dumb. Um, we had to kind of like educate them and convince them, hey, this is a better route to go. <laughs> might be tough because he's he's a he's not uh he's not as uh, conscious i wouldn't say he's as, as an evolved soul as uh we are this is very disconcerting for me to listen to because again this plotter is insulting and putting down his fellow plotters slash friends especially the brother of his deceased friend and next we have a plotter who is also a source for the article who is not a doctor and who had given advice to the deceased woman in the past meanwhile she is putting down two doctors of course it's just been so long since i've thought about these things you know she she's a doctor but she didn't seem very knowledgeable to me uh in a doctorly kind of way she didn't <laughs> and um Dr. is just kind of spacey. You know, she's nice enough, but I can't believe she's a doctor either. She's really only a chiropractor. So that's just all I could say is woe to that. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yep. And here's another recording. Christina and I we're playing this Instagram game hardcore. Like, we were really into it. I'm, I'm posting, like, every night at 8.30. I'm taking my pictures. Like, I'm playing this game. Can you play that again, if that's okay? Christina and I were playing this Instagram game hardcore. Like, we were really into it. I'm, I'm posting, like, every night at 8.30. I'm taking my pictures. Like, I'm playing this game. It really seems to me as though... It's not about the chronically ill for these plotters, and it's more about competition and games. What's interesting is that anybody who knew him, like because his followers are so, they're almost like freely the banana girl's followers. Mm -hmm. They like, they're like vampires that like attack. Can I hear that one again? What's interesting is that anybody who knew him like, because his followers are so... They're almost, like, freely the banana girl's followers. Mm -hmm. They, like... They're, like, vampires that, like, attack. So, I haven't heard this one. And from what I can hear, clearly, actually, this person, this plotter, is calling the medical medium community vampires or saying they attack like vampires the medical meme community is is a, a large community of people who are chronically ill suffering and struggling I, I don't think that's a fair analysis in my opinion um, plus I hear I think I heard something about Freely who's another health professional and her community so it's compared to Freely's community and they're vampires too um, and they attack. So uh, when I listen to this, I just, I just feel this is an unfair assessment, and um, and maybe not compassionate to the chronically ill. 
right? And so it's like, you just don't want to deal with that. You know, it's not going to win because the, the scales haven't tipped yet. But when the scales tip, I, I wouldn't want to be on the other end of that. Amber, what is this plotter trying to say there? So in that recording, I heard the word win. This plotter, to me, is saying that nobody is going to win until the scales tip enough because the medical meeting community is so strong. I have been told multiple times by the number two plotter that was my friend that this particular co-plotter is the most competitive person that he has ever known and they have been friends for half of their lifetimes. So this is a group of friends pulling off this caper is what's happening. And, you know, I think that overall, when you think about it being, they all know each other. They all planned it. They all grouped together with it and then went to the media company and so forth and everything else. This is so far different than anything that's ever happened or anything I've ever seen out there. And in the health world, in, in the health space. I try to find a sense of humor. I can't because I still am in absolute disbelief, but the recordings speak for themselves. And this is a fraction of what you have in recordings from what you told me as far as the amount of hours you have. And I notice, and I just wanted to point this out to everyone, if you're experiencing the same experience I am right now, a lot of these recordings are so much longer in this episode and they're so much more lengthy and and there's just so much to unpack in each recording uh, just absolutely just blown away yeah yeah there's a lot here there's definitely more we're going to keep unpacking this and we're going to play the next recording now Every week I have two or three new people who come in from the medical medium community who are fucked up. I'm not going to comment on that if that's what I thought I heard. Um, that's disgusting. I find that disrespectful. It, that's just, yeah, there's no words for that. I'm not going to talk about that. I Don't play that comment again to um, yeah. that recording. I mean, if you that's just totally, totally uncalled for. It's one thing to, um, as far as with me, but which is a whole nother thing, but to say that, um, about the community, it's heartbreaking. Yeah, I agree. Very heartbreaking and disrespectful. And then, Another one of these plotters has a clear pattern of information theft that I really want to point out. There is a figure in the self-help industry who he devised a plan to take information from. He kept me updated on this plan throughout our entire friendship. And in this next recording, he describes how he plans to get her permission to start a business centered entirely around her information without ever citing her as a source. But um, yeah, like things are gonna, there's gonna be motion here. Like things are gonna be in progress, and I'm gonna tell her that yeah, like, and I'm gonna, uh, I'm, I'm gonna refer back to her own words of how 
you know, she built, she did a big portion of her career teaching material without crediting the source at all. And she supports it. And I'm like, and honestly, you said in your own words that you certified over 600 people to teach your material without giving you credit. What do I have to do to be one of the, to be 601? Like, I'm here. Like, I've done every course. Even though this plotter plotted this plan behind the self-help figure's back for a while, at least in this case, he plans to come clean to her about his true intentions. Next up is a compilation of the second raking plotter speaking negatively about many people in his life. I haven't heard any talk of creating those modules, and we're supposed to sell this course in less than eight weeks. Wow. And he's like, yeah, you know, you're right. You know, I've been focusing on the app. I haven't really thought about that, but that's a good point. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? I mean, how does not wake the fuck up and see what's going on? If you're the one creating the content for the app, why would you not be the one responsible for creating the content for the course so we can launch the fucking thing? I'm doing sales and marketing. You're in operations. What the fuck? I kind of, like, everything needs to be spelled out for this guy like he's a little kid. It's just ridiculous. I will, I will never publicly say anything bad about anybody, including him or or, or all these people. You know, like, when he woke up from the coma, did they, was he... Does he, is he mentally disturbed? Does he actually think he hears a voice? Um, I mean, are these people who do like fucking crazy sacrifices? Of, like, I don't even know. Like, who knows? Like, I, I, like, are they acting like they're Christian, but they're really killing little babies? Like, I don't fucking know. Like, I, it, it's crazy. And next, we have a recording of the number one plotter in this medical medium takedown plan saying that there's no one more trustworthy than the number two plotter who you just heard saying all of those things. But there's like no one more trustworthy than Robbie. <laughs> so <laughs> I know that whatever he shared with you is like spot on. Can we play that one again? But there's like no one more trustworthy than Robbie. <laughs> so <laughs> I know that whatever he shared with you is like spot on. I really think these recordings speak for themselves. That's what I'm learning with each, um, which each with, with each recording you're bringing. Yeah. I just want to point out that recently, the number one plotter was caught red-handed on her Instagram story sharing a person's DM message, where this plotter accused medical medium of deleting her Instagram comments and then blocking her. We have evidence to prove this is false. What really happened is this number one plotter deleted her own messages and blocked medical medium and then went and falsely claimed that medical medium deleted her messages and blocked her. We also have hard evidence of this number one plotter deleting her posts and comments and then editing her posts and comments on a continual basis. This next recording is the number one plotter herself in her own words. Well, I'm so glad you're on the team of the good guys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about good, but at least honest. <laughs> We've got to mix, but at least we're trying to be honest about it. Is there any chance we can hear that one again, please? Well, I'm so glad you're on the team of 
the good guys. <laughs> at least, I don't know about good, but at least honest. <laughs> We've got a mix, but at least we're trying to be honest about it. Amber, I just have to say thank you for being here today. I look forward to the next batch of recordings um, that you can bring to the community. Transparency is critical in these times, and I really appreciate everything you're doing. And I'm sure the community feels the same. Thank you so much. It's early. The sun is rising. You wake up. You go through the motions blindly. Your eyes are open. You can see, yet you can't see. You feel numb, so numb, you can't feel a breeze. They don't want you to feel at ease. They call you stupid. They call you dumb. They sit on the phone and plan how to stop you and slow you down. And to what end? They really didn't care about their friend. Hatred in their hearts. The goal is a fire start. Pretending they're so grounded. How profound. They act like they cause no harm. They're dark. So innocent, a plan so well-rounded. Yet, intentions are far from harmless. They spin around the very claims of blame they call you out with. In the same breath, they say you're guilty of it. In reality, they're all about it. Put up a front, masquerading as angelic, yet ominous. That's okay. Let's be honest, they're losers anyway. Hear them shout the word karma. Arrogance at its finest, shoving karma in the face, hoping the word makes one feel disgraced. Remember this, the bad you've done isn't erased when you never feel sorry for the ones you should have pardoned. Karma holds no hostages, life's a bitch, and karma takes no prisoners. Use it wrong and it can fall back upon you because karma insists you become a good listener they think they're immune to it because they're so righteous. Better respect it, place karma on an old friend, then you're bewitching it. And that's sick. It's not a spell you can cast on the ones you deem fit. How evolved are you? Would you lend a hand or a rope to pull someone through the quicksand onto dry land? Within you is a power that can override any evil tower. And lo and behold, you stop their entity attack. So no more picking at your bones. You're on a trail, a bird sings, a butterfly lands on a stone. The wind rustles through the leaves. An angel sees you and you're free.